It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. Elliot, we got a football season to talk about. Look, we got Christmas music playing in the lobby. We got a playoff game tomorrow, pretty much. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's a beautiful don't day. Don't get me started on the Christmas music in the lobby. Oh, get me started oh, on my it. Goodness. Started as soon as possible. It's November. Like, right. can we get a break before this? One this week from today, we'll officially onslaught. be in the best season of the year. And your 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 uh uh, the way you underrate Thanksgiving is among the great travesties that has ever. Happened I like on Thanksgiving. The Christmas is better. Thanksgiving is the best holiday. Nope. It's Christmas. Football and food. Wow, it sounds Done. like two things you get Discussion. on Christmas. <laughs> you don't always get football. You don't always, buddy. but you get basketball. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, very different. Yeah. We're well, a look. football show here, Elliot. We're not talking Sixers, all right, pal? By this time next week, we'll be in the best season, and the Eagles season will be, I don't want to say decided, but it'll, you know, like the outcome of this game tomorrow is absolutely massive. It is, it is the biggest game of the season, without a doubt, from an implications standpoint. Obviously, you have to win other games. You know, you have to win the Denver game for this to be the most important game and all that. But just from a playoff perspective, yeah. I mean, if you look at the numbers, you know, and obviously everyone has different forecasting systems, but 538. If they lose this game, right now they have a 26% chance to make the playoffs. If they lose this game, it drops to 11. If they win it, it goes up to 40. That is a massive swing. And then if they beat the Giants after that, it's 57%. So if the Eagles win their next two games, they will be favored to make the playoffs. They are favored in this game. There's a decent chance. It depends what happens this week. If they win this week, I think there's a decent chance they're favored in New York against the Giants. Yeah. If not, I'm sure it's a close line. Winnable games coming up, as we know, the schedule, the schedule, the schedule. This is a, a there are real stakes all of a sudden in a season where, you know, just a few weeks ago we we're talking about firing everyone in the building. 
Um, all well, of a you sudden, were. Uh, well, you were. Uh, some of them I'm not off of yet. Right. Uh, all of a sudden, Elliot, we're going to a game tomorrow at the link. Maybe they win their first home game. Wouldn't that be something? Yes. With real stakes in this game, and I didn't see it coming. So uh, last year or the year before, I caught a lot of flack because I would say, like, this is Carson's biggest game of his career, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not going there with Sirianni and Hurts because they're early in their career. So there's not enough stakes where it has big implications on, like, how we view it. Right, because right? you could say every game, like, the week one was the right. biggest game. Carson's, it was his biggest because he was in his fifth year. You know, like, there was real kind of decisions being made about his career. So you're not there with Sirianni and Hurts in this game tomorrow. But this is the biggest test of the Sirianni-Hurts era. This is, like, a real gut-check moment. This is where we're going to get a chance to look and say, okay, what do the Eagles have here? Now, they could lose the game and still turn into a good quarterback-head coach duo. So that's why I don't think there's a ton of pressure on them to win. But I think you got to come out tomorrow and show real positive signs. And I think Sunday's a great chance to do that. You mentioned the home game thing. That matters. And I'm not normally a big, like, you got to win your home games thing. But when you're 0-5, like, you've got to win a home <laughs> game. And I think part of that is the schedule, and that plays into it. And the Saints are a good team, so there'd be no – There'd be no embarrassment in losing to the Saints. But you got to win a home game. Also, this is just a, a good test. I know the Saints are banged up, but the Saints are, you know, to talk about it from a college perspective, like they're a good program. Like beating the Saints is always an impressive win, even though they're banged up, right? And obviously they're missing a lot of people. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Their three best offensive players. Alvin Kamara and their two tackles, Taron Armstead, Ryan Ramchick, and then Winston out too. But, but right. I mean, they are missing some serious offensive players for them. Right. So, but I still think it would be an impressive win okay. regardless. So win, a, win the home game, get an impressive win. But also, as you mentioned, the playoff implications, like if they win this game tomorrow, they have the tiebreaker over the saints, the Panthers and the Falcons who as of right now are right around them. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I think the Falcons and Panthers might fade a little bit, but the saints won't, the saints are going to be in this, right? So it's just a huge moment. For uh, for Sirianni and Hertz, and yes, obviously Gannon, and you know it's a team game and all that stuff. But let's be real, we're talking about a head coach quarterback duo, and I want to see what they have. I want to see them in this big spot. I want to see them together in a big game at home, playoff implications, and see what they do. You know, they they can lose the game, and I think because of where we're at in the development of this team, I can still come out of that impressed. Just like with the Chargers loss, right? I thought Hertz missing those throws was concerning, but regardless. I left that game saying this was an impressive step by the Eagles. And I think tomorrow can be that same thing. But, man, if they can win this game tomorrow, it's just so different. Because to your point, they're, they're probably going to the playoffs if they win tomorrow. Like, anything can happen. I still don't know if we can count on them to win six of seven or whatever because that's tough to do or no matter who you're playing. five of seven even, exactly. Yeah. Right, that's tough to do no matter who you, what, what team you are, right, and who you're playing. So I, I still think they would have to prove a lot to, to reach the postseason. But I think tomorrow is such a great – chance and opportunity to like really really see where the eagles are at in this rebuild yeah and i think the sirianni hurts part of it particularly because this is the best defense they've faced this year this is if not the best one of the the three or four best defenses in the nfl so far this season they are a legit legit defense we're talking about all the guys they're missing on offense the defense is a lot healthier a lot readier to play tomorrow so if you're looking at testing one side of the ball versus Mm -hmm. the other Going up against this defense is a much bigger test than going up against Trevor Simeon and, and the guys missing on offense. To be fair, 
I think uh, uh, on the flip side, a very interesting test from a coaching perspective against Sean Payton. Agreed. One of the best offensive minds they've faced this year as well. So I think there's yeah, one real... of the best offensive minds in the league. Of course. So I, I think there are, there's real tests on either side of the ball. There are real things that we can look at and try and take away from and all that. But but to the bigger point, as much as it's a growth game and you know we want to see growth and we want to whether they win or lose, you know, this season at least for me has always all been about. You know, is Hurts the guy? Is Sirianni the guy? You know, is there positive growth for the future? But we're in a moment where they they could make the playoffs. Yeah. Like as as much as that didn't seem possible, and I certainly and I still can't wrap my mind around it. Like, and I think I believe they're going to win this. So game you tomorrow. essentially think they're making as the crazy playoffs. as this is, but yet I still am not there yet. I think they're going to win tomorrow, but I still don't. I still can't say I think they're going to make the playoffs because I need to see them do it consistently again to the point not only have they not on, not won a home game yet they haven't won two games in a row yet. I know so they have a chance to do that tomorrow for the first time which will you know take a step towards making people believe they can do it more and more and look I think there are and again I'm not there yet where I think they're going to be consistent enough and good enough to beat the Giants twice or beat Washington twice or all that those games are always tough all that type of stuff but I do think you can point to things that are that are positive and are moving forward and, and look ultimately in the NFL, when we're talking about this middle group of teams, the teams you mentioned, the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, or the Niners in there, like the Vikings, these, the Vikings like I think some, I think the Vikings and Niners, for example, are more talented Agreed. than the Eagles, but they also have harder schedules down the stretch. And you know, there there's so many different factors to this that I, I think they're all close enough. Where the fact that the Eagles, if they can kind of keep this identity, you know, being the best running team in football, like. I do think that that if you're just really good at one thing, you might end up being better than these mediocre teams. Like that, that is a, a a path I could see. So while I can't say right now I think the Eagles are a playoff team or are going to be a playoff team, I can see a path, and it's a real path to the playoffs. That yeah. and if they win tomorrow, it really does come into focus. Well, what's interesting is a few weeks ago we were talking about I'm after the Raiders game, and we were saying, look, like people were ready to accept the fact that this season could be bad as long as there were moments and players and coaches that you said, okay, this, these are building block guys, right? And we talked about how it was turning into a lost year. It wasn't turning into a rebuilding year. It was turning into a lost year. I think that's really changed over the last few weeks. I think at this point, I know I'm there where I'm like, okay, they, they have a head coach in Sirianni. Like, Sirianni's a good head coach. I feel very confident about yeah, that. I'm not quite there yet, but I've been impressed the last couple of weeks, but I'm yeah. not there yet for sure. Jalen Hurts, I think, has uh he's not locked the job down yet. I think that what's helping him is like these college quarterbacks are bad, and then obviously the amount of capital it would take to get a Russell Wilson or and he is improving and he's improved like he absolutely is showing improvement and he's improved tangible stuff. And then there's the Jonathan Gannon debate, which we don't have to get into, but I think Gannon has shown. I don't know if I want to say a lot, but one I game. think one game, one game. Gannon's been overall has done a good job this oh, year. God. I think no, so. Okay, whatever. Well, we, we don't have to get into that right now. But I just think there's that's not turning into a lost year. But when we talk about this game tomorrow, what's funny is me and you are, we've been on opposite ends of this team, right, for months. And so you would think I'm the one that thinks they're going to win. But there's something about me that just wow. do doesn't trust them in this spot yet. Because this is of incredibly unexpected. Be because of how big of a spot it is, I'm just a little skeptical they're going to win this game. Like, I'm picking them to lose. Wow. And it's not because I don't think they can't win. It's not because I don't think... They, they, they can't compete in the spot. I don't even think the Saints are a much better team. This is just, for me, such a prove-it moment mm -hmm. where I got to see them do it. I got to see them win this game. Look, if they win tomorrow, like, 
I'm in. Like, you know, like, like I, I was in on them before the year. I had my moments where I lost my faith. If they win tomorrow, like, I am in on this team going forward, right? But I got to see it first. I got to see it tomorrow. And it's such a huge game in terms of, like, you know, I just talking about lost year. You win the game tomorrow. I think almost regardless of the outcome, and certainly things, you know, if they lose their last five games, that's clearly going to be a buzz, kill, a buzz kill on the year. But if they can win tomorrow, I think you're officially at the point where, you're okay, the year wasn't lost. Like, there was enough positive this year that it was a success. I, so, again, I, I'm not I, – those are grandiose statements, and I'm not ready that's to – what we're here to do. <laughs> but, again, they could lose. They could lose to the Giants. They could lose to the no, Giants. No, that's they what I'm lose. saying, 100%. So, like, yeah. I need more of this to convince me that they're a team that I can count on to. And, again, they have done a good job against worse teams. Like, as you look at the schedule, not across the board, but for the most part, their losses are against better teams and their wins are against worse or mediocre teams. So that is yep. a good sign considering what their schedule is the rest of the way, without a doubt. But I need again. I need to see them win two games in a row. Like, Agree. How about we start with that as a basic? But I know. think if if they win tomorrow and then don't make the playoffs, I think then you look at it as more like okay, this team needs to learn how to win consistently. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a different problem to have than they're not good. Do you I, see what I'm saying? I, kind I, of. Like, I do. I, I mean, good and and is relative. I think there's a lot of right. mediocre in the league. But but regardless, a lot, I, especially this I, year. I think the vast majority of teams are mediocre right. this year. But, I mean, it's also, you know, for me, it's still other things. It's like blue ch young blue chip players, guys right. who I can say, all right, that guy's a, a stud for the next 10 years and he's an eagle. Like, I need more of that. And I do think this last draft, you know, I'm a Dickerson guy. I've well, been a Dickerson guy. Yeah, the draft's guy. looking good. He looks good. Devontae Smith is exactly who we thought he would be. I mean, Milton Williams has flashed here and there. Kenny Gamewell has flashed here and there. Yeah. Like, there are reasons to get excited about potential, but, but none of these guys has shown me I'm going to be, a, I mean, other than Smith, who we expect be like a stud in this league for the next 10 years and, and I need more of those guys that you can count on to be top five at their positions but I agree look from from where we were a month ago to now things are certainly certainly trending in the right direction direction and and tomorrow's the biggest step in it like a massive again implications playoff implications yep. in a game tomorrow which again I just I couldn't have fathomed as we were heading into that Detroit game and it was fire everyone. And yeah. Half the town, me included, was thinking they were going to lose to Detroit, you know, and obviously, hand up, I was wrong. But but we it wasn't crazy to say that. Like, it wasn't a ridiculous no. thing to say. They I was lose. getting ready. You know, we, we talk about, like, what the show is going to be and that type of stuff. I was getting ready to write an apology letter yeah. to Eagles fans for yeah. saying we I had, was dead wrong we had about a this team. We had a pod plan that yes. never happened where it was going to be the Elliot apology plan. Yes. Pod coming in and just saying, my bad, guys. I thought they'd be better than they were. Yeah. They're bad. But they turned it around. Like, they really did turn it around. Well, I think tomorrow's the crescendo of that. And I, and I think it has to be. And I think it's this identity thing. Like, remember? we killed and we're going to get to the phones in just a sec 215-592-9494 get on the line now we crushed and rightfully so crushed Nick Sirianni earlier in the season when he was asked what's your identity as a team and he had no answer he didn't know how to answer the question about what's the team's identity they found one yeah they found one of uh and who to thunk it running the ball Tough smash mouth football. And what a crazy wild thought considering your your personnel. And I think a major difference between the coaching staff now and the coaching staff a month ago is they are no no longer letting the other team dictate what they do, at least on the offensive side of the ball. The defensive side, it's a little different because you're defending and you're not obviously on offense. But like I uh I just think look, the Saints have a really good run defense. They're number one in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. They're giving up around 79 yards a game. Like they do not get run on. I think a month ago we would have been on this show and talking about it and say, well, they're not going to run the ball. Nope. Like, they're not yep. going to. Yep. 
I bet you they are going to come out and really, really try go, to I run think the ball. So too. Like, it's their identity now. Yes. It's who they are. But I and yes, that's true. And you're you're correct about that. But I also think it's a mentality thing that's changed in Sirianni, where it's instead of like you're really good at it, let's figure out how to do things other than other than you know what what you're really good at stopping. Now it's we're really good at it too. Let's just see who wins, right? Like, and I think that's such an important mentality change for him in his development as yeah, a head coach. Yeah, it's what we talked about. It's the whole idea of football is a sport of all sports. It's the the sport about going out and just beating the dude in front of you. Yeah. Like John Ritchie always says, he's like, football is about looking at the guy in front of you and saying, who's a bigger badass? Like, that's football. Well, and it's interesting that it took Sirianni a while to get there because, and I guess it's a, the difference between, like, saying it and doing it, but his whole thing, all offseason, all training camp was, competition, competition, right? Like not backing down. And now he's really coaching like that. Now he's really coaching like someone who's confident and believes that he can compete, his team, I should say, can compete against anybody and do what they want to do. And that's, again, why I think tomorrow's such a huge game because, like, if they can come out tomorrow, run the ball on the Saints, and win the game, I mean, man, like, you, the, the future of this team looks so different than it did a month ago. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you come, come down on this game tomorrow, the biggest game of the season? I actually think they win. Elliot thinks they lose. I know. I'm not ready to look. Bizarro world here. I know. Maybe it's guarding myself. I don't I know, know. But I just uh, I can't pick them. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know if I trust them yet look, in such a big spot. the line is going up. It is now. Yeah, they're three-point favorites. On the Park Sportsbook app, they are a three Point favorite has gone up since the news of Kamara and Armstead and Ramchick being out. And again, those are big, big losses for the Saints. And I, I will say, if you're thinking of betting the game, I think this line's only going to go up more. It like, might. I think by kickoff, it could get to I four. I mean, it is, it start, I think it opened at one and a half, and it has just been moving in that direction. Yeah. So, so you there, figure the sharp money's probably there. There is some positivity on the Eagles, and there is a chance for this season tomorrow to pivot into something. That we could actually be excited about, which sounds crazy considering where we were. What do you think about this game tomorrow? Where are you at? Do the Eagles handle? Do the Eagles take care of business tomorrow? Can you see the Eagles winning this game? And and past that, is this uh, the beginning of a playoff run? I feel like an idiot saying this. It sounds so ridiculous. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's start it out where we do every single Saturday at this time. Let's go to Abington and talk to our good buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How are we doing today? What up, Tom? Good to hear your voice, man. Always, oh, always yeah. hard to talk to you. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to take a second now and thank you guys because it's always a pleasure to talk to real professionals, like true professionals in the radio business, I such have... as you fine gentlemen. <laughs> I appreciate it. Tom. Thanks, Tom. Yes. Well, you guys always give a level of respect to the callers, so there's something to be said for that. I always think that you could not do the show without the callers. There, there is just, just me and Elliot talking to each other without callers. So, yeah. so and I talk are, to James enough. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. enough of that. We are, we are very appreciative to every single person who calls us. Hey, show. Elliot, you got to be the worst at phraseology, right? Like when oh, it comes yeah, to without stuff question. like yep. behind baseball. Yep. Oh, it's yep. unbelievable, isn't it? Like I've told him that the phrase is inside baseball somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred times, and he still. <laughs> well, so right? I, I'm. Uh, I did a hit this week with in New Orleans talking about the game, and I'm talking about Trevor like chest? yes, yeah. Trevor. Tre- <laughs> instead of instead of tre- a treasure chest, I guess it is. Yeah. I said a, tr- a Trevor trove or something no, like that. Of yeah. Treasure <laughs> trove. You said Trevor chest. Yes. Yeah. It's just not my That's special. That's fantastic. Words, you oh, know, tre- not great. With them. Yeah. And I'm a writer. Uh, yeah. So, so tomorrow, I, I, I this may be unfair of me, but it's just how I feel. Like I, I look at this being like the game where I'm really going to have a clearer picture on yep. Hurts. Um, sure. 
yeah, this is this is the marker, I think, uh, for the season. Um, so I think tomorrow will be kind of like a microcosm uh, of the season, and it'll apply to the macro level as I as I move through this. So I kind of see uh, Hertz having, you know, he's not going to look terrible, but he's not going to light it up. Now they could win, they could lose. I'll get to my prediction at the end. But if you compare that to the season, and this could, this is like the worst possible scenario, I think, for this squad would be at the end of the year, they have, I don't know, seven, maybe eight wins. Maybe they make the playoffs and get bounced in the first round. Maybe Which would be don't. like double your prediction. Not, just to, not to call you out that's on true. it, but right. Yeah, like, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm recalibrating for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying that would be the worst possible outcome if, you know, he doesn't light it up and, he, you know, he's not terrible. Where does that leave them? What do they do? It's a fascinating question, Tom. Yeah. I think that's the question they're asking themselves. It's the one we've been asking ourselves all season. Because, look, I think, you know, where I'm at with Jalen Hurts, and I think Elliot is in a similar spot, is we both really like him. I think mm-hmm. he's absolutely an NFL starting quarterback. I just don't know if he's 20 to 30 or 10 to 20. You know what I mean? Like, I think right. that, so, like, and I think that's the conundrum that they find themselves in because he does keep improving. He keeps getting better. He's still young. All these reps are helping and stuff. So it's a, it's one of the more difficult, like, assessing his ceiling and what he can be and what you think he's going to be quarterbacks we've had here in a long time. Well, the another important distinction, I think, I thought of this this week, and I think everyone should kind of realize this. The question is not, do you want Jalen Hurts to be your starter in 2022? The question is, would you rather have him or Russell Wilson, right? And that's an incredibly high bar to hold Jalen Hurts to. Like, yes, Jalen Hurts is not shown enough yet where I definitely wouldn't take Russell Wilson over him, and I wouldn't trade for him. But I do think he's shown enough where I'm certainly not going out and getting any quarterback I can. Like, if Baker Mayfield's available, I have no interest in that. Yeah, if stop if that Kirk Cus- Yeah, exactly. Like, I think Jalen's shown enough where he, he should be the starter next year unless you get the option of, like, where almost every team would take that option. Like, how many teams well, I, wouldn't take Russell Wilson over their current Right. I, well, right. I, I think Howie's still got his, his sights set on Russell Wilson. And to me, it just comes down to this question. Like, can you win a Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts? I don't know. Can you win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson? Yeah, sure you can. Well, even even that, like, and it's the question you have to ask yourself about the quarterback. But even that's such an incredibly high bar, you know. Like, how many quarterbacks? But yeah. I agree with Tom. That is that is what you want out of your quarterback. And look, sure. the flip side to it, Tom, is like, of course you can win a quarter. I mean, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Like, mm-hmm. are, you can win a quarter a Super Bowl if you have a great. I mean, Nick Foles played the two greatest games this year of the franchise, right. but also is Nick freaking Foles? Like, so like, yes, you can win with guys, and I do think hurts. When he tops out, will be someone you can win with. But I don't know. We keep coming back to this phrase that I think is such a good one is the difference between winning with him and winning because of him. Yep. And I think right. that's going to be the, the crux of what he ends up being. So tomorrow I see a knockdown, dra- knock drag-out affair. I see a festival of field goals. Um, I do. Uh, I know that the Eagles have feasted on bad quarterbacks. And although Simeon's a backup, he's actually played pretty well yeah, in three starts. Um so yeah, I for these reasons I'm out. I got him losing fifteen to nine. Wow, Tommy, a pleasure, my friend. Have a great weekend, fellas. Too, pal. I think it'll be a bit high school, a bit of a Look, higher score. Yeah, I I knew where that was going. There was no way that we come into this show this day after the season we've had, heading into the game that we have tomorrow, where both Tom and I were picking. The Agreed. Games. It yeah. would it would be like then I would think we were living in some sort of not, you know like a matrix type thing. Well, the, it couldn't be real. The other interesting perspective to this game is this. Fan, this fan base has not trusted the team for so long. 
they've been so skeptical of everything this team has done. If they win rightfully tomorrow, so. yes, rightfully so, yeah. yes. But if they uh, if they win tomorrow, I think the team actually for real gets the city like back on its side. And and, and you know what? Again, and not in terms of like Super Bowl, right? But in terms of like. They can. They, this is a real thing that they can make the playoffs. Yes. People should be on board. Two one five five nine two, ninety four ninety four. Eagles Saints, the biggest game of the season, and from a playoff perspective, a real potential pivot point for this season. A massive game. Where do you stand? And do you think the Eagles handle business tomorrow at home against the Saints? It's Elliot James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you that one of the things that I love most, that we love most about our Park Sportsbook app is that it's not just about the teams and only picking teams when you place your bets. You could do that. It's a blast. But they also offer lots of action and so many different ways to bet on individual player performances. It makes watching the game that much more fun and exciting. In football, you can bet on passing and rushing yards, bet on who scores touchdowns and hoops, bet points, rebounds, assists, hockey, goal scores, and so much more, plus live in-game betting and the wildly popular same-game parlays, which is a blast. Let me tell you how much fun the same-game parlays are. It is as much fun as I've had gambling, and, and the Park Sportsbook app does it right. The app is fun, it's easy to use, and it's safe and secure, and that's why the Park Sportsbook app is custom-made for you, and that's why it's the only one that we here at GoBirds recommend. And, and honestly, more than anything, it's just more fun to watch these games when you got a little action on it. Facts. It is what it is, and here's the deal for you. If you sign up now, you get your first bet risk-free on your favorite player or a player you're watching, or bet on any game. It's a risk-free Bet just download the app and get your first bet risk free up to five hundred dollars. Just go to parks.parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk free. It is refunded in site credit. The Park Sportsbook app. The website has all the terms and conditions. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. Robbie E, the legend, coming up after that. What up, E? Interesting week. In, like, the Howie Roseman debate, and this will be an off-season debate for sure. You trying I mean, to tweak me right now? Yeah, I'm trying okay. to, you know, yeah, yeah. Like poke at you. But, so they, they signed Dallas Goddard, which we should talk about. Um, yes. They and signed Avante, Avante Maddox, Maddox today. Yep. When you look at that 2018 draft, he had five picks. And I say he, but it was really the entire, you know, whatever, front office. Yes. Joe Douglas was Joe still Douglas here, I believe. Here. Yeah. Yep. So, Dallas Goddard, Avante Maddox, Josh Sweat, Matt Pryor, Jordan Mailata. You, I think Howie went five for five. Yeah, Again, I mean, the Matt yeah. Pryor one you can debate. It's yeah, only a debate because Pryor, he was a six-round pick. And he, look, he's an NFL player. He's starting for the Colts right now. He's apparently doing a good job for the Colts. He right. wasn't great for the Eagles, so you know you don't get a ton out of the six pick. Six, you traded him, you get value, I suppose there. But regardless, uh, for a six-round pick, he's playing in the NFL. So it, I think it's. I wouldn't say it's a hit, but it's definitely not a miss. Yeah. So I, I, you look at the 2018 draft. That one looks good. And so I was uh, then looking through all of his picks. And man, the 2019 one though. 2019 one is bad. It's like epically Andre bad. Andre Dillard, Miles I mean, Sanders. Hurts is the thing that could change that's that 20, whole class. 2020. Oh wait, which one are you looking at? 2019 is 2020 is tough too. 2019, I'm almost I mean, positive. Rager, Rager is a disaster. Davion yeah. Taylor flashing a little. So you know, Driscoll yep. looks like a player. So there's some some stuff in there. 2019 is the the Dillard one. It was Dillard, Miles Sanders, JJ, yeah, um, Sharif, oh, Miller, Sharif Miller, and Clayton like, Thorson. And Clayton Thorson. Yeah. I mean, Clayton Thorson was off the team before training camp. And Sharif Miller made it through one year. So those are just 
Yeah, Sharif Miller, I'm pretty sure, was on the practice squad yeah, all year or something like that. Or, it's, no, he might have been inactive. But, but, but you know, to your initial point, though, that 2018 draft, and again, I still, and I, I you didn't have a first-round pick, so, you know, I still need, like, blue-chip guys, but, but that is a good draft. You can't, for the amount of picks he had, you can't say that was a bad draft. One day I think we're going to have to have a long discussion about where they're actually at with blue-chip players, because I think at the beginning of the season when you said that, you were correct. I think things have changed with that. Like, look, guys need to develop. You know, it's a reactionary league, all those things. But you look at the offensive side of the ball, and the the rebuild is almost there. Like, the, the quarterback, the running back, the offensive line, the tight ends, and the receivers are all young. Now, not all of them are very good, but if Hurts can be the guy, the running backs look solid. Like, they're not far off from having – Really good young talent carrying their offense. To, uh, I, I, good young talent. I don't know if I go yeah, really blue good. Blue chip is such a high bar. But, okay. but that's how you win Super Bowls. 215-592-9494. We haven't heard from him in a while. We've heard Tom from Abington impersonate him at the end of his call. Oh, yeah. But we have not from, heard from our buddy in Tennessee. What up, feller? How you doing, Justin? What's happening, fellas? How, how you been, man? Today? It's been a while. It has. I've been super busy lately, and I don't worry. I've been listening. I've not been able to call, but I have been listening. Well, you clearing your uh, schedule up for this playoff run, or? <laughs> 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 I, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, actually, I'm I'm sitting down here in the basement watching some basketball today, watching mm. Tennessee and Villanova, and uh, Tennessee could not hit water if they fell out of a boat right now. <laughs> anyway, like this is go birds. This ain't college basketball. Yes. Uh. Elliot hit on what uh, I was wanting to talk about, the draft class from 2018. Mm-hmm. It It's turning out to be a really, really good draft class. But yeah. like James said, we need blue-chip guys, and your blue-chip guys are in the first and second round. So whatever they do, if they stick with Hurts and they keep those three first-round picks, which I don't think they keep all three of them, I think they flip one for more picks next year. or yeah. Which I would be all in favor of, by the way. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Move it forward. I mean, you know, how many years yeah, have either. we seen Belichick do that? Like, you know. Yeah, although, yeah. and this is a discussion for April, but I, I am very in on the idea of taking three defenders. I, and, you I, know, I, like, I like taking two defenders, exactly. use that extra pick to get another first for next year, that kind of thing. But either way, I, look, I, I think we what we're all saying here is don't force a quarterback yes. to take some, take some yes. talented players high in the draft. Exactly. Hopefully that Dolphins pick stays like a top five pick. Mm-hmm. If it does, I want a corner. I want a solid corner to pair up with Slay and Maddox or that wicked safety from Notre Dame. I, I can never remember um, that kid's name. Uh, Hamilton, yes. Yes, that that kid is going to be phenomenal. He is, le- he is like a legit – he reminds me, like, just from athleticism perspective, like how we felt – I think Derwin James better, but how we felt about Derwin James coming yeah. out in that draft a few years ago, just like that guy can do everything. Well, and I think, too, the, their lack of an elite safety right now or even a fast safety I think is a lot of the reason they play too high. Like, you can't really count on Rodney McLeod right now to cover sideline to sideline. He, yeah, and he's, that, he's, he's older and is coming off well, some No, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, I, think, no, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah th- I think the personnel dictates why you see Gannon do it that much. I think if they can get one of these elite safeties or even just a young safety that can run, I do think you'll see more single high. And that's why I, why I brought him up because McLeod's coming off, what, two knee injuries in the last three, four years, yep. something yep. like that. He's getting older. He's getting up in age. But uh, I'm, I'm like James, hashtag Dickerson guy. Mm-hmm. I, I love the depth of this offensive line. And one more thing I want to throw out before I get off, what would the possibilities be? Because he did play okay in his time this year of maybe trading Andre Dillard to an, 
you know, offensive line or a team that needs an offensive lineman, kind of like the Bears or something like that for yeah. a second or something like that. And real quick, and I'll get out here because I know y'all have got a full bunch of cows. If y'all have not watched King Richard yet on HBO Max. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. My son and I watched it last night. James, you'll love it. Elliot, I think you'll really enjoy okay. it. Well. I, I think Will Smith's going to win an Oscar. I think he's finally yes, going to win an Oscar. Oh, I know. It I think it's his time. I do, too. But it was, it was wonderful. Me yeah. and my son watched it last night. But anyway, awesome. boys, I'm going to get off. Keep listening. Love you, boys. I mean, oh, you're I'm the man. best, Justin. Yeah, is, is that the one that's in black and Rich- white? No, no, no. It's about Richard Williams, about Venus and Serena's father. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, that looks good. It does I'll, look I'll good. check it out. It's yeah. on HBO Max? It is on HBO Max. I'm loving the whole things coming right. Me it's too, buddy. Big fan of it. Yes, give it to me. Um, I do want to see, if we're going down this path, there's a new movie out about Princess Diana. You know I how know, I feel about Spencer, the Royals. Yes. Yeah, so I- I do uh, not care as much about that one, but I'm in on- I, I definitely want to see that one. Yeah. But um, really quick, back to football. Yeah, Dillard. Yeah, I, I wouldn't trade Dillard. Like, obviously, every player has a price where you would for, you know, if you get a second round pick for Dillard, like, yes, I would do that. But I'm not in a rush to get rid of him. Like, my lot has had back and knee injuries. Uh, Lane Johnson has struggled to, you know, stay physically healthy. Um, so I do think, like, keeping and holding on to him is a smart move. And what uh, Justin said that's so true is the line does have good depth. And how you do that is you don't trade away offensive linemen unless teams overpay for them. Like, Matt Pryor, they got a six back. Like, that's an overpay for Matt Pryor in a lot of ways. So I, I do think that – um. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would not trade Dillard unless it's a really good offer. Let's go to North Philly and talk to Rasheem. Yo, Sheem. Hey, how you guys doing? What's going on, man? Good, good, good. You know, the 2018 draft, you do have blue-chip players, and you have blue-chip players now. Well, but you're just, my lot of, hold on. I'm just, hold on. Just so you know, when I'm, Rasheem, when I'm talking about blue-chip, personally, I'm talking about top five in their position in the NFL. I think my lot has okay. a chance to become you, a blue-chipper. I just don't think he's there yet. Goddard does, too. But, Goddard does, too. Goddard, Goddard might be there. Goddard's really No, nice. he, yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, Goddard's there. Um, my lot of will be there. Leonard he Dickinson, just based off the season he's having as a rookie, um, you hear Ball, uh, oh, Brian Baldinger talk man. about him. Rasheem, I love Dickerson. I loved him but the I, moment they drafted him. Yeah, I didn't mean like right. So, but I think as far as just as far as just like a draft thing, I'm not going to go into the blue chip player thing because Dallas Cowboys have a bunch of blue chip players and have so so to me it's about putting a winning. They're pretty good this the year. I think. Well, I mean, they're legit this year. Shea. I mean, I think you would definitely okay. trade the Eagles roster for the in Cowboys a second. Roster, you but, would, yeah. Right. Okay. How long was the Dallas Cowboys bad? I didn't even get a chance to like to finish, to, like to really make my point of saying right, what I was ahead, saying. But the Dallas ahead. Cowboys got first of all, they was bad for years to be, for them to get to that point. Cowboys haven't won anything. I understand they're having a good regular season now, and, and we all projecting them. You know, you know, I guess to win something in the playoffs. But until that happens, like I don't like. But but then I also see how the uh, Los Angeles Rams are doing it with you know trading away picks, having a bunch of salary caps, and you know. And winning that way, so I don't think it's just one way to win. And Harry Roseman, if you look at the last two years, and people love, you know, to go ten years back, but pe- like, like, like he has had a good draft. Like his whole offensive line is drastic. Yeah. Uh, but people, but people don't want to talk about that. One of the better offensive lines, and one of the youngest yeah. offensive lines in the NFL, but people don't want to talk about that. And then the Miles Sanders thing, I, like, I, I really hate this slander. We, it, we're I'm, both with you, Rashim. You're, you're my, both of us think Miles should be playing. So he we're never had way. over a hundred and seventy attempts. And, and if, you, if, you, if you look at yards per carry, and, and, and if you look at things that he does on the football field, to me he's one of the, he's one of the he's one of the most talented backs in the NFL. Uh, but he just he just he just not in, put, put in a position to to produce like that. He hasn't had a season with over 170 attempts. If you look at the top running backs, every running back had over 200, or, or every 
The better yeah. running back had over 200. No, so I just think you got to pin position. Uh, great call. We agree with you on Sanders minus, I wouldn't say, one of the most talented in the league. But the Miles Sanders thing has been a thing all week. Like, you and I both think he should play. Uh, yeah, and like look, Rasheem's one of my favorite callers because he packs in so many points. He just per, goes, Yeah, exactly. Baby. Like, he's the points per time and, like, whatever that uh, – uh, I can't think of the phrase I'm thinking of. But he says a lot on the uh, – about, like, points per minute? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Like, his point per minute per is high. is that what you're talking about? Yeah, now we're getting into analytics. But, no, look, Miles Sanders – I agree. Miles Sanders should be the starting running back tomorrow. Now, that doesn't mean I wouldn't give Jordan Howard I think it's ball. him and Howard for me. I, like, I can't take Jordan Howard off the field. Agreed. They're different running backs. I think they give you different things. And, look, I don't feel great about taking Boston Scott the field. I would still get him involved. I wouldn't do what they did earlier in the season where it's like whoever the third running back is doesn't see the field. Like, you don't have that many weapons. Like, use all these guys. Yep. Like, be creative. And and I think, too, we should point out the distinction of as good as Jordan Howard and Boston Scott have played, and I'm not trying to diminish what they've done, even though that's pretty much exactly what I'm doing. The reason the, off- the, reason the running game has been extremely productive is the offensive line. Right, like the offensive yeah. line has been Without dominant. A they Without are a, a, doubt. a dominant, as you've brought up. Ray Dinger said they might be the best run blocking offensive line in the league. So I want to see what Miles does with that, and then see if he can turn these 10, 15 yard gains into 50, 60. Yeah, at least you know. give him a chance. Yeah, I mean they haven't given him a chance to run the ball yet. Yep. Let's go to Chester and talk to Wade. What up, buddy? What's up? What's up, fellas? How we doing today? What's going on, Wade? Elliot, how you doing? I'm deal with you later on. I'm gonna deal with you later on. Uh oh. All right. Fair you're dealing with me now? Yeah, what I'll be waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, um, on the real note, here's what nobody is talking about. Do you realize that our offensive line was not the offensive line in that when we beat the Saints last year? We didn't even have this offensive line. Oh, yeah, yeah. no Can question. Can you imagine what this running game is going to do to that D-line? And everybody keeps saying, oh, they, they, they're number one in, in rush to – it's because people are having success throwing the ball on them. People got to learn how to put things in, you know, in proper perspective. If you want to look at them overall, look at what uh, um, their star cornerback is giving up. He's given up a lot of catches and Lattimore, a lot of yards. Lattimore's been thrown on a lot. They overall yeah. as a pass defense, they've been decent. I think they're like top ten. But but I agree with you. Now, Certainly here, lately, yeah. they, they've. Here's been what I'd say real quick now, though: they are number one in the but, league in yards per rush, uh, like allowed right so it's not just a low volume on them teams are having trouble running on them okay we'll see that we'll see about that tomorrow yep okay but now on to this note here right i believe that what we have in hurts i don't think we really appreciate the fact that he helps the offensive line in terms of he's not getting sacked after sack after sack. you know what I mean? yeah he, so it makes the offensive line look better look good and then the offensive line on its own accord is road runners. You know what I'm saying? These guys are muling people. And we don't get credit because I'm looking at Howie's draft picks. He's, I think he was a part of 29 picks, right? 15 of them are, like, good picks. Mm-hmm. He's batting damn near 50%. I don't think you can go to any GM in this league right now and point out to that, to that, to that high level of success. Yeah, wait, oh, I, I, agree. Made, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, have you made some mistakes? Absolutely. But you name me one player, one coach, one GM, one owner that don't make mistakes. Yeah. I mean, You're we right. need to start really appreciating this guy. No, for what he's uh, done for it in. Rain it in. Rain it in. Rain it in. Rain it in. Wade. No, Wade's right. Wade, Wade, Wade is right. Wade Wade is right. But it's not just Jimmy, about the drafts. Jimmy. It's about the culture. It's about the way he interacts with players. Right. It's about the fact that we, can't, we couldn't get – 
coaches to come here because of him. Like, there's all kinds of factors me, on this. Me, let's, let's tone it let me, down. Let me, hit you, let me hit you on this here on the coach yeah, tip, right? Yeah, quick, because we're up against it. Wait, what you got? How many of our guys getting pulled over with DUIs? No, look, How many I, of our guys got sexual? So our culture is is good. Well, All right, the fact that other coaches and GM don't want to come here and front office, not for, no, I'm talking about for front office and like the coaching and like that that structure. But wait, good call. I get your point. Look, and I, and I do appreciate that they've done a good job with that type of stuff with the type of players they bring in and all that type of stuff. But so I'm not big into like the the vibes with this team are great. Like you hear that a lot with the Sixers and stuff. And I just I think it's kind of corny. But being down at the Novacare this week, like, the vibes are good around the team. Like, I can't be in the locker room, but just seeing the press conferences, how they're interacting with each other, oh, Nick yeah. Sirianni, like, it really feels like they're they're building something. All right, Elliot, James, it's Go Birds Radio. Get online now, 215-592-9494. Where do you come down on tomorrow's game? Eagles, Saints. What a massive game it is. 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio. Presented by Barks Casino and Sporkers. Do you want to impersonate that who dat there? You know, at you? first I was like, what in the world? But then I, I remembered the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I knew what it was. I just was, it was jarring. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Saints. Uh, seem like a big who guy. I do? Yeah, I'm kidding. Okay. Obviously, was, obviously you did not. I do think the Saints are the guy. toughest stadium in the league to play in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially when they're good. It, it's interesting. This game tomorrow is obviously big for a lot of reasons, and almost regardless of the opponent. Or I shouldn't say that, because regardless of a playoff team, it would it would be a big game. But it is interesting that it's Jalen Hurts. You know, first start last year was the Saints. Now he comes full circle this mm-hmm. game. Like the, the storylines kind of write themselves. Well, like if, yeah, if he a- can come out tomorrow and throw them to a win and like lead them to a win, it's like you know a full year or whatever. Like it's a it's a big moment for him. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Vancouver and talk to Tom. And I'm guessing his son. Hey, Tommy. Uh, you are right. Hey, you are right. How are you? Good call. How are you? Uh, that was a great call. No, he's uh, he's pointing out uh, crows that we're almost driving over because I'm I'm searching for trains for him in Vancouver in the port area. Ah. I was gonna say, Tom, is this the son that you were buying skates for to play hockey last week or two weeks ago? Yes, um, so we're oh. going to go skating in a, in a couple of hours. Like um, we're going to we're going to watch a little bit of uh, the the Fighting Irish uh, game and uh, in uh, before we do the skating. So we've got a, a jam packed day. Zoe's very into trains as well. So I got to say, that. I'm impressed that trains. your son can skate. He sounds like he's not super old. I feel like I was not a good. They're skater, in Canada, so. Elliot. Yeah, I know. They're, they're I'm just born saying. on skates. I'm just what saying, it's about? impressive. <laughs> Elliot, thank you, and he thanks you too. No problem. And, the, and, and I think uh, you know, Elliot. I think that actually you're. I think you're starting to get back, man, on track because I think yeah. I find that your your commentary is uh, in general when you're doing your reporting, it's starting to be like the Elliot of old, where I find it's uh, I find it's uh, less hyperbole, which is more of James style and Joe to camera, and you know mm-hmm. a lot of the and, and you're becoming more more like the reporter, which. Okay. Which your takes are really great. I I, I love them. I'm I so appreciate excited it. to hear you. The, the, All right, enough the, of this, Elliot. Yeah, I mean, you know, what are we, we doing? We can here? keep going if you want. Are but. we talking Eagles or what? What are we doing? We're talking Eagles. Which bone and single uh, wing offense? Oklahoma <laughs> offense. The football guy. I don't know, time. man. Yeah. My brother yeah, won it with the wing team. Can you believe <laughs> it? Poor Nick's here. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. 
I think it's going to be challenging for Sean Payton, uh, well, for, for the Eagles to uh, defeat Sean Payton with that. So I expect he's going to have a few things up his sleeve that's going to make it difficult. Yeah, so especially he, considering how important, we talk a lot about how important this game is for the Eagles, but the Saints have lost two straight. They got Buffalo coming up on Thanksgiving in yeah. a few days. Like this is, and then I think it's another tough one after that. Like this is an, a crucially important game for the Saints. So the I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overwhelm things with stats, but know that I looked at stats to back what I'm about to say. Tom, I we would have expected Eagles, nothing less. Yes, from no you. one brings brings I mean, better you stats. Got DVOA than you and you yeah. have it all, but we know you're you're researched. Okay, so I think that the and last week I was right about the uh, about the Broncos not being so hot in their defense in the red zone, and I thought that the Eagles were going to do well there. So this week, I think that the Eagles are going to have trouble rushing in the red zone. I think Hertz is going to have to be on on his passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, the first downs I expect aren't going to go that well for the Eagles. But second down, I think that the mid range passing game that's where Hertz is going to have to show us what he's got, and maybe Dallas Goddard can uh, can help him with that one. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, I think that the Saints are dangerous on third and long, so we should be nervous. When, uh, when it looks as though the Eagles are holding them and they're in that situation because they're very good in that, uh, in that sense. And I think that the keys to the game, it's going to be uh, Mylata rebounding after a subpar game. And I think it uh, hurts his arm on those second downs. Like he's got he's to be able to throw the ball in the second down. Yeah. And I'm curious, do you think Jenkins is going to get a sack? Who? Malcolm he's talking about? Yeah. I don't know. I think Malcolm will be involved. And Tommy, great call as always. I think Malcolm will be a big part of their plan. He's done a nice job for the Saints, been a big part of that defense. Um, I do think, you know, he talked about the uh, key on second down and, and Hurts, you know, not getting in third and long situations. Like, Goddard coming back, you know, Hurt, the fact that Hurts passed the ball as well as he did and moved the ball as well as he did through the air last week. Without Goddard. Without Goddard. Game, yeah. You know, obviously it's not encouraging. You don't want to see a player get hurt. But, like, the fact that he was able to do that without Goddard, I think speaks highly to what he could do now that Goddard's back. Like, as good as Devontae Smith has been, Goddard's been their best pass-catching player this year, in my opinion. So, I think the two of them have Yeah, they're, they're kind of neck and neck. I and just, I think it's clear that those are the two people that Hurts feels the most comfortable throwing. Absolutely. Well, yeah, so. having him back is going to be huge. Let's go to Delaware and talk to Jake. Yo, Jake. Hey, James. How are we doing, gentlemen? What's going on, Jake? What's up, Jake? Oh, just listening to some Go Birds radio and getting ready for the game tomorrow. My Boom. man. Sounds My like man. a beautiful sound. Yeah, what a day. What's on your mind? Oh, yeah. I, I want to touch on a tweet that Elliot put out that I really thought was, was pretty solid. Yo, actually. No, 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 no. It usually goes I, I the other way. <laughs> I want to All talk right, about a it. tweet where I want to kill no, Elliot he, for he, what he said. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, uh, the tweet where he was pointing out how with uh, Lurie giving Harry Roseman the ability to extend these players, mm-hmm. it would lead one to believe that, you know, it doesn't seem like he's going anywhere soon or, like, yeah, yeah. Know, and look, I, it doesn't I, really give anybody that yeah. impression. I, 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 regardless of the extensions, I have felt for a little while here that, you know, without a season that cratered, which it seemingly seems like it, this season's not going to crater. Um, I thought I was going to be back no matter what. Yeah, and I agree with that, yeah. but also I do think uh, the fact that he's letting Howie make long-term decisions for the team, like it's not huge money. Like Goddard's money is big for a tight end. Maddox got decent money for a cornerback. So these are not – slot corner. So, yeah, slot corner, yeah. And, like, these are not franchise quarterback deals. But Lurie is letting Howie make decisions about this team for the future and spending his money. And that is an indication that he's not only is Howie not going to be gone, like he, 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 Lurie's not even thinking that, in, in my opinion. 
No, no, I agree. And and I heard James, I heard you there while well, well, slot corner. I get that's his position, but that's an undervalued position. No, yeah, in the NFL I was just right talking now. in terms of the money he made. <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 because was saying good you. money or decent money for a corner. Like obviously, it's a very different <laughs> thing when you're an outside corner. I was purely talking money. Oh, I yeah. think no, he's no, super no, valuable. I, I love Maddox. Oh, extremely. I think throughout the NFL, a lot of the casual fans will be like, oh, it's just a slot corner. But, I mean, nowadays, that's such a valued position. You're seeing guys like Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, oh, yeah. Amari City Cooper. Lamb everybody goes in the slot sometimes. Like a oh, lot of yeah. these guys do. There well, are a lot of receivers who move around. I mean, Devontae Smith will go in the slot every once in a while, like all that. Uh, Jonathan Gannon talked this week about how important the slot corner is to the whole defense. He said, like, early in his career, they had a slot corner that went out, and the entire secondary fell apart. Like, Maddox, we talk so much about Slay. Like, remember Patrick Robinson, how important he was to yeah, that team. I like, mean, Ma- Maddox is a huge part of this secondary, especially when the safety play has been probably, you know, below average. I so, mean, I think you feel better about Maddox than you have about Nelson this year. Nelson's been yeah, solid, oh, hands down. but I think, I think Maddox has been their second-best corner. Yeah, for sure. No, hands down. And, and I want to touch real quick. I know you were talking about, James, how you'd love to just see back-to-back wins. I want to just touch on Gannon. I would love to see back-to-back aggressive game plan. Me too, man. Like, it seems like he only wants to really dial it up against quarterbacks that he's not afraid of. And there is no reason that you should be tra- afraid of Trevor Simeon, Adam Troutman, Marquez Callaway, yeah. Tony, Tony well, that, Jones. Like, the, you only know yeah, Tony Deontay Jones. Deontay Harris. Like, this is, a, this is the point. And, and, Jake, fantastic call. Call us more often. I do think that's the point with this Saints offense that, you know, we've heard a lot of people talk, oh, Trevor Simeon's not that bad. And you're right. Like, Trevor Simeon is not that bad. He is a capable NFL quarterback, but he doesn't have a ton around him. Like, with right. Kamara out, like, Mark Ingram is okay, but certainly on the, the way back He's end like of a Jordan career. Howard. Yeah, and I, I actually rather have Jordan Howard. Howard's younger and faster yeah. and, and, yeah. and whatever. But then, like, they, this is not, you know, your Michael Thomas and, and you know, whoever else type of Saints Jimmy team. Graham. Like, Marquez yeah. Calloway is a rookie who has had a couple flashes but has not been great. Deontay Harris has not been great. Like, they don't have weapons outside of the of Alvin Kamara. So, yeah. it is a big deal from that perspective, too. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Now, I do think Trevor Simeon is probably coming down to, down to earth now. Like, Simeon, to your point, is a cable NFL starter, but he's not a top 20, top 25 no, quarterback no, by any stretch. Sure. So it's not a quarterback that you should be uh, afraid that, of. That allow, that, yeah, exactly. You should give a lot of points. 215-592-9494. Where do you say on tomorrow's massive, shockingly important with playoff implications, Eagles-Saints game? Who wins tomorrow? It's Elliot James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you that one of the things that we love most about our Park Sportsbook app is that it's not just about the teams and only picking teams when you place your bets. You could do that. It's a blast. But they also offer lots of action and so many different ways to bet on individual player performances. And it makes the game so much more fun to watch and so much more exciting. In football, you can bet on passing and rushing yards, bet on who scores touchdowns and hoops, bet points, rebounds, assists, hockey. You can bet on goal scorers and so much more. Plus, with the live in-game betting and the wildly popular for a reason because it is awesome. Same game parlays. Just a so much fun with the same game parlays. The Park Sportsbook app is custom made for you, and that's why it's the only one that we here at Go Birds recommend. And again, I always say it, but it's just the truth. It's way more fun to have action on these games you're going to watch anyway. We're all watching football all day tomorrow anyway. Why not be invested in these games more than you would be if you didn't have a few bucks on it? And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you make your first bet risk-free on your favorite player or a player you're watching or bet on any game. Just download the app and get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Or you can go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The Park Sportsbook app. The website has all the terms and conditions. Hallelujah! 
Jim, James, Jimothy, Elliot, Elliot. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore, Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. Robbie E, Rob Ellis, coming up after that. Excited to hear what Rob has to say about Eagle Saints. Want to see where Rob's at with this team? I haven't heard Rob in a little bit, so it'll be fun. Um, speaking of Rob, always makes me think of Temple. Obviously, obviously, Temple made. And this week, Sean Bradley uh, spoke at the podium. Uh, you know, he doesn't speak often because he's a special team player. Nick Sirianni. Yeah, and I just wanted to in. kind of further go in on what, what I was saying uh, a few minutes ago. Like, I do think that uh, they, they weathered the Raiders' loss, which I think could have been a real ugly moment for this team. And I think Sirianni has this thing turning around and heading in the right direction. And again, I'm not like a big, the vibes are great thing. But it does really feel... Like Sirianni's things about like connecting and family and all that stuff, you're starting to see that pay off. And Sirianni said something this week I, I thought was pretty noteworthy and, and and smart, which is you know the things that they believe in down there. Like it takes time for those to like really start. Gotta to, let the roots grow, eh? Yeah. Well, I wasn't gonna use that term, but you know, like when he was talking about the penalties and things like that, like it takes time for these problems to get uh get fixed. And going into the game tomorrow, I don't know if the win or lose. But it does feel like they're in a really good place as a uh, as a team. Look, I I killed him for the flower thing. I think like a lot of people did and all that. But I will say, and I said on the pod and and after that game that that when they won that game, the Detroit game, and they and Jason Kelsey did the the you know one roots on three, yep. you know keep them growing, baby, and all that. Like that did matter to me. You know, like that did feel like all right. Like no matter how much we thought that was ridiculous, like. The guys in the locker room have have his back. Like that's uh, hey, we got this guy's back. We know he got killed for this thing. We just went out and won a game, dominated. Like we got you, coach. Like yeah. that's the way I interpret it. Maybe other people interpret that differently. I thought that was I thought that was good, and that made me feel better about the culture and what they're building. And, and look to the point of of after that Raiders game, this they went out and and whooped the Lions' ass, and they have since like they have certainly not folded on this coach when 100%. it felt like. When when Fletcher Cox is calling out Jonathan Gannon, when you know Javon Argrave isn't directly calling him out, but it's question the scheme and all that stuff's out there. Like we talked about that. Those are the things that can snowball. That can turn into losing a locker room and all that. It clearly didn't go that way. It went the yeah. other way, where at least as far as Sirianni goes, I don't know if the Gannon thing is, is fully good with, with those guys or whatever, but like in terms of Sirianni, like clearly the players have bought in enough where they could have bailed there and they didn't, and, and they fought for him, and I, I do think that matters. Sirian, sure. Sirianni's inexperience coming into this job was a lot, right? He had not, right? Yes, yes. But the two main areas, obviously, were he had never been a head coach and the responsibilities that come with that, and he had never been a play caller. And I think that uh, as a play caller, obviously he had some real growing pains with the, with the running game, the, the lack, of, lack of the running game and all that. But I think as a head coach, he, he's actually like, I'm not saying he's made the right decision every time, but I think he he's done a much better job in terms of considering his lack of experience at that. Like, there's not many missteps I can think of. If you think of since he's became the head coach, he negotiated with the veterans to get them in when they didn't have to come in during the offseason. Um, the team has weathered, like, uh, weathered tough moments of the season. They definitely play hard for him. Uh, they went 4-0 in training camp practices, as we all know. So, like, there there has been... I just think in terms of building and, like, one of the main questions with Sirianni was, will they respond to him? I think that he, they definitely have. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on the Eagles game tomorrow? Where the Eagles are at and the playoff implications of it all? Let's go back to the phones. Go to Wisconsin and talk to our buddy Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Hey, how you guys doing? What's going on, man? 
Hey, um, I know anything it's like anything can happen on Sunday, but honestly, with this game with their tackles and Kamara being out, if they don't win this game, I probably at the point to where they just need to lose out because I mean they can't beat the Saints mm. at home without their best uh, Glenn, players. Glenn, that's here. a really it's a really, really interesting point. It's a really interesting point because like Ellie keeps saying like oh like it's not a must win from a playoff perspective. For me, it is. Like, if they lose tomorrow, I, A, do not think they're making the playoffs, and B, will not believe they're going to make well, the playoffs. Well, what, what like, I— So, I, I, Glenn, I'm with you. I do think the stakes are that high for this game tomorrow that, you know, maybe from a, a, a percentages, numbers perspective, they're not totally out of it. But I think if they lose at home to this Saints team tomorrow with, with those guys out, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're making the playoffs. Well, where, where I would push back is, look, if they lose, and then at that point their chances of making the playoffs take a serious hit, I mean, then, then like you could argue. five and one the rest yeah. of the way. Why, why would we my, believe my, that? But I don't think losing, team at home losing to that Saints team they're going to play tomorrow is not a red flag. I don't look, ag- that, agree, oh yeah, but not I, a red flag. just from a playoff they're missing perspective. Both their left, they're missing both their left tackles and Kamara. How's that? You, you're going to feel confident in the team that at home can't, that can't beat the Saints going into the playoffs, and I mean, for me, if our team's going to make the playoffs, I'd rather them have a chance to be able to do something than just make the playoffs Look. and lose out on some on, – we saw last year what higher picks are able to let us do mm-hmm. to build up for the roster there. So if they can't beat the Saints with the roster that they have right now, why would you want them to make the playoffs to go there with I, it not, not showing them anything? I think you're just underestimating the Saints. Look, I understand they're banged up, but they have one of the best defenses in the league. They have one of the best head coaches in the league. Like, you're right that their offensive skill players right now are not impressive. And I agree that it's a game the Eagles are capable of winning. But if they lose it tomorrow, if they lose 27-24 or whatever, like, I don't think it's a super bad loss to that. Like, the Saints are a good team. They have a great coaching staff. They have talent on the defensive side I, of the I, ball. I agree like, with you. I'm not. Th- this, is not a t- this is not a bad loss. I'm talk- I, don't, I don't think it's a bad loss. I'm just talking for playoffs. Like, if they lose tomorrow, I'm 100% out on them making the playoffs. Well, but point. it also depends. Like, if every other team in front of them loses, then you're in the exact same spot. I'm, but, yeah. Right. Well, it's not that crazy. Going, like, the Vikings are playing the Packers. Uh, my point is, like, I, they, I don't I, – if they can't win tomorrow, I can't trust them to win five of six to yeah. finish yeah. the season. Yes, yes. And I think if that's, they, that's if fair, they, yeah. If, if they can't win tomorrow, how do we trust them of being any of any team? I, I think even if they win tomorrow, I, I think it's a good win. I don't think it's a huge statement win. But I think going tomorrow, they have more to lose than more to gain, basically losing that Saints team. Glenn, great call. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I get his point. You know what I mean? And, and again, I'm not – I'm with you. Like, they can lose to the Saints tomorrow, and I can come out of it saying, I'm not upset. I wish they had won, but, you know, all good. I That's yes. my whole season. I've never expected the playoffs. This is the first time I'm even really starting to take it at all seriously in any way, shape, or form. They have to win tomorrow for me to really take it seriously, and I think that's a fair thing to say. Yeah, and you're right. You know, you talked about if they win, they're at 47% or whatever it is. 40 as opposed to 11%. Yes. If they lose. The only thing, the only thing I'm pushing back a little bit on you is, like, Things change really quickly, and they're, if you know how they look tomorrow could look very different than two weeks. So I agree. If they lose tomorrow, they're probably not like, you know, seventy percent not making the playoffs. I'm not going to say eleven. Technically, eighty nine percent not making the playoffs. Right. If we're going to yeah, go to the per five thirty eight. Yeah, but I agree with you. If they lose tomorrow, they're probably not making the playoffs. I agree with you right. on that. And yeah. that that's the only point. But I also I agree with your point. I do think there, that we can come out of tomorrow with the Eagles losing the game and not feel horrible. Yeah, about I mean, the I think of the team. Glenn grossly underestimated. The Saints are a good football team. Yeah, the Saints about, are good. Like, again, the best thing about the Saints is their defense, and they're intact tomorrow. Yes, so. yep. 215 Let's go to Germantown and talk to Robert. Hey, Rob. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great show, as always. Appreciate Listen, it, man. How, how you doing? You? I'm doing good. Listen, I grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and my first NFL team yes. I loved was because Bud Grant went down from the Bombers to Minnesota. Minnesota sure. I wanted, there were three teams in my early life, and they all have the same narrative. 
that Minnesota team, if you recall, had an identity to purple people eaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, had Joe Cap at quarterback, who was kind of really Jalen Hurts kind of character. He could hardly throw a spiral. But he was great. They call him Indiana Joe Cap. The second team I lived in Chicago was Jim McMahon. They won the Super Bowl. And the third team, when I was in New York, had Jeff Hostetler winning the Super sure. Bowl. And you bounced Again, all around. Yeah, they had Lawrence Taylor. They had yeah, O.J. Anderson, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah great, great running back. I'm with Jalen Hurts, where I disagree with you guys. I love linebackers. Give me a Lawrence Taylor. Give me a Micah Parsons. I want to – I like the, the way Brian where do, what, what do you mean you disagree it. with us? We want linebackers too, Robert. Yeah. I actually well, – you, so, you said safety and quarterback. Well, that was just what I the caller that. was talking about for draft picks and who the p- prospects yeah. that they like high are. I'm with you. They need oh, linebackers, man. especially considering – Jonathan Gannon is their defensive coordinator, and clearly his scheme could use some yep. linebackers can play. So we, we do not disagree that they want li- that that they should draft linebackers or get linebackers in here. If we can get back to an identity where we're like Gang Green or the Purple People Eaters, or who was that great defensive team when we had the Minister of Defense, Reggie White? Right? Wasn't yep. that his name? To yeah, but it was yes, that was Reggie White. Yeah, I don't think you'll ever hear on the station again. Reggie White that was, was the that first his name. Time yeah. that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. The Gang Green defense. I forgot his first name. The Minister of Defense, and then Pittsburgh had the steel curtain. Look, if we get a great defense next year out of the draft, and uh, a, a, another great running back like Andrew, uh, like uh, Pearson or Jerome, Bat- the Bus Bettis guy, something like that. The people who is that guy they had in Seattle? They, they call him Beast Mode. Ma- uh, Marshawn Lynch and Robert, thanks for the call. I, all it has to be the, the, the call with the most throwback names ever. And all, again, like the Minister of the Defen- Defense, who was that guy? Who was the- that? Robert, we appreciate it. That was, yeah. Clearly a lot of old school football knowledge there. But like I, I think his point was was run the ball and play defense. Well, but I think that they're sure. they, they do have yeah. a uh a, like a attitude as a team. Uh, that's yeah, not we're talking the right about they're look. running the a ball per- is they, yeah. they have a toughness there. I think the defense to his point, yes, I want to see more guys who are I would love to have uh, we all would, like uh, Luke Keekley or one of these linebackers out there like a Darius Leonard or someone yep. out there who's just flying around making plays all the time. Like yeah, dude. Cool. I'm in. Yeah. Give me one of those guys. And certainly, again, I do think, and we've talked about this on the pod, I do think that if you're going to look at at miscommunications from the coaching staff and the front office, and we know that Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, the Philadelphia Eagles for a long time have undervalued the linebacker position, and mostly without it coming back to bite them for the most part, you know, with, with success – but you bring in Jonathan Gannon, his scheme, if he yeah. has a scheme, you know, whatever that oh, whole thing. Oh, man, here we go. Um, <laughs> it, you know, clearly you need linebackers. So they, they misevaluated that they need a better group there to be able to really fully effectively implement what Jonathan Gannon yeah, wants to do. Yeah, the word misevaluate there is correct because they misevaluated Eric Wilson. Yep. And I, I thought that was a good signing. Yep. I thought it was a good value signing. He did not play well here. So, like, that really hurt them from the perspective of, I look, they tried to bring in a linebacker. It just didn't work out. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Ocean City and talk to Chris. Hey, pal. Yeah, what's going on, guys? What's going on, man? Um, so I fully agree with that caller, Glenn. Like they better win tomorrow. Like wow. sometimes I think we just I, like overthink I thought you were going to say you agree with the last caller, Robert, and I was like, I didn't know what he was saying, so I couldn't agree with you. Oh no, 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 no. Like yeah, I, got I, I mean, so, sometimes I think it, it's just it's it's an easy pick. I mean, one team is missing half their starting offense and coming off of two losses. And one team is playing the best football that they have all year and are at home with a lot of positive energy around them. And sometimes it's yeah, just it's, simple as 
Hertz isn't losing so, the seminar. So, I, Chris, I you, you're, you basically are saying you expect right. it's not just that you like. I think they're going to win tomorrow. Like I'm picking them to win, but I can't say I. I they should be expected to win this game tomorrow. You think they should be expected to win this game tomorrow? Oh yeah, they better. And then all all these retorts about the Saints' vaunted defense. I just remember hearing about that all last year and how unfair it was going to be for Jalen no, to start right. off against yeah. such a vaunted defense. And well, to be fair, how many points did they the score year, last year? What was it? I think 20, 27. 20, was it no, it was, I thought it was 24-21. It was either 24-21 or 27-24. I can't remember. I'll look it two. up. One of the two. Yeah, so, like, like I'm not worried about Jalen. He's light years better than he was at that point last year. And I think our defense is going to come through with a couple of turnovers, give us some short fields. I'm saying 34-20, man. And if they lose, wow. like, I, I'm going to be, like, apoplectic all week. Really? Wow, Chris. That, that yep. is real confidence in this squad for Chris, here's I where this. I disagree with you. I don't think your analysis of the game is wrong. Like, I agree that this is a game they can definitely win. I mean, they're favored. They're yeah, a three-point favorite, right. favorite right now. But, but I just don't think you can expect this team to win any game right now. Yeah, like, they have a rookie kinda, head coach. That's kind of where I'm You at. know, so I, I don't disagree from an X's and O's standpoint. Like, they should have the edge, right? But saying you should expect them to win, like expecting a team to win in the NFL is a big deal. Like, like, that means they've been, you know, good for a while. They've shown they can win in all types of spots. Like I I they they could lose tomorrow and I would not be like, surprised. Would at it all. shock anyone at all if Sean Payton just coaches laps around Jonathan Gannon tomorrow and they lose because of that? Like that wouldn't shock me. It just wouldn't. But I, I get your point that I do think they, they are going to win the game and they and as a result should, in a sense, win the game. But I think it's unfair to to go to the level you are with like Lock it down. You win this game. You have to win this game. Well, I think you guys just need to look into Jalen Hurts' eyes a little bit more. Yes. Yes. We both not like Jalen. We are Hurts guys. We are Hurts guys, Chris. I just, I just want to let Elliot know what that feels like. So, like, for people okay. that are Jalen guys. It's like the first time you, you heard the Beatles. Okay. Is that what you're saying? You no. Know. No, he's saying I've been flip-flopping on oh, Jalen. That's true, Chris. Yeah. You know, of, of the two people on this show, one of them has flip-flopped a lot more than the other, and it ain't me. I'll yeah. just say that. I, I, hands up. I, I, I lost confidence in Jalen for a few weeks, I but thought, I'm back. I thought he was going with the it's the first it's like the first time you heard the Beatles, like that when you look no. into his eyes. Like not many people got Beatles, that reference because not many people know Beatles lyrics. It's, clean, a, it's but, a super yeah. bad reference. I took it too far. We're gonna be, yeah, he did. It's a super bad reference. It's from the movie I'm Super kidding, Bad. Yes. Maybe, you know, get up with your pop culture. Well, Elliot, you're on probation, so we can we can revisit this in a couple I of like weeks. This. But you're, uh, Chris, you're Chris, you are officially guy. allowed to put Elliot on probation whenever you want. <laughs> Chris, always a pleasure, man. Great call. Right, yeah. See you guys. Always good talking to you. Yeah, look, I, I think that is an interesting dynamic, though, right? Like, the idea of, like, I think they're going to win tomorrow. You think they're going to lose, but either one of us wouldn't be shocked with, with an right, outcome. Right, we're both 51 But, like, to come in, and, and we that's the second call we've got today, like that, Glenn and Chris both going, like, they have to win this football game, and you should expect them to win this football game. That is a very interesting, especially, again, like going back to what I was saying before, you know, a month ago we were talking about firing everyone in the building, like yeah. not getting through the season, and now we're talking about you should be expected to beat the Saints, who, again, with injuries, whatever, are a playoff team right now with one of the great head coaches in the sport. Like, I think that's unfair to say you're, you should be expected to win this football. Well, we talked about it before the show, right? Like, it, it, you know, we were going to make that the show. We should they be expected well, to win, right? Inside well, baseball. Inside right? baseball. But, look, this Saints team has been incredibly competitive. They almost beat the Titans. They did beat the Buccaneers. And I know that the circumstances are different in terms of injuries and stuff. But I, I just don't think they should be expected to win. I think they can win. I think that, uh, you know, they, they have some matchup advantages, but expecting to win, I think, is saying a lot for a team that's four and six going against a playoff team. All right. Speaking of this game tomorrow, it is time for Elliot's Player to Watch, brought to you by your local Tri-State Toyota dealers, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Toyota, let's go places. Let's go 
Eagles. Elliot, who is your player to watch this week? So some weeks I'll try to go a bit outside the box with this because we talk a lot during the show about the main players. Yeah, it's not that interesting when you're like Jalen Hurts. It's like, cool, man. Yeah, no doubt. But but this one, I I think you have to pick the obvious one, which is it's Miles Sanders. Oh, it would have been so funny if he went, it's Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, I couldn't after you said that. But, um. No, it's Miles Sanders. Like, this running game has been so dominant with Jordan Howard and Boston Scott, and they can be better with Miles Sanders. Like, as good as they've been, this running game can be better with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is the most talented running back on the roster. He can make people miss. He's a home run hitter. We saw that last year against the Saints. And watching how he operates in this scheme, the the new offensive scheme, is going to be interesting because one thing that I think has been fairly critical of Miles is he's not always as good at, like, seeing the hole and getting right into it and moving upfield. And I want to see if he does more of that tomorrow because that's kind of what has made the running game work because the holes have been so big. But what Miles can do in the running game tomorrow and can he take this running game to the next level, I think he's definitely the player of the watch. I don't think there's any question. He is yeah. the player. With the, he's the, been the, the talk of the week with should he play, shouldn't he? He'll be the starter of Nick. The whole thing with Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, the whole thing. I, I am 100% with you. Miles Sanders is the player to watch for many reasons for this game, and that is, again, brought to you by your local Tri-State Toyota dealers. It's Elliot. It's James. Again, get on the line now. 215-592-9494. Eagles, Saints tomorrow. Game of the season up until this point. Where are you at with it? It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Are you a Bob Marley guy? I don't really have an opinion. I mean, like, you know, I enjoy when I hear his music, but I don't, like, seek it out, I guess. I'm not an anti-Bob Marley guy by any stretch. I'm a Bob guy. Not surprising. Yeah. Bob was great. Heard a lot of Bob Marley in Denver. I'm sure. Yeah. It's good times. 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. I'm going to guess here, and I don't know, but based on his personality, I know he loves music. We've talked about that before, but based on his personality, one of the happiest, go-lucky, just great guys you will ever talk to, I am going to guess... The Jack in Santa Barbara is a Bob Marley fan. Jack, am I correct? Oh, man. I was at one of the last concerts See? he did. Thank you. Wow. I knew it. Jack, thank you for yeah. coming through for me, buddy. You make me look smart here. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, wa- I, I watched him literally levitate playing his guitar here in Santa Barbara. Wow. <laughs> Love it. Love it. On a Sunday afternoon, it was right before he passed away. It was Crazy, wow. yeah. Um, big Marley. How you doing, Jack? James. It's good to hear your voice, I'm my doing friend. Great. And I don't associate you with hyperbole. So whoever said that about you, that's not my reality of you. Thank you. Hi, sir. Elliot. You're, you're doing a great job as always. Appreciate it. Wishing you guys a uh, happy Thanksgiving in you advance. You too, Jackie. You too, man. Happy Thanksgiving. And, and, and I'm thankful for what I'm seeing from from the kid. Like, he is beginning to roll left and survey the field more. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was comparing and contrasting the the howitzer throw that, that uh, uh, Carson made to – Miles Sanders in the corner of the end zone was about yep. a 32-yard 32, 32 howitzer, right? Mm-hmm. But that, but that ball that he that he dropped a dime to Devontae to Quez, man, he, he was bald enough to throw it, oh, okay. right? Yes, 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 yes. He he knew it wasn't going to be intercepted. So um, the, the the challenge tomorrow 
you guys, I think is this. Sean Payton is a great chess player. Yep. And he's going to force him, he's going to force Jalen to beat, beat the Saints with his arm because he's not going to let us run up well, the guy. That, that's why I don't think this idea that Jack they should Craig be expected to win or that, you know, this is like a game where, yeah, they should be expected to win or easy to win. Like, Anytime you play Sean Payton, it's not an easy game to win. Like they they are a very good team, even with injuries they have. It's not an it's not an uh, easy win. And the other and thing about on the be- other side of the ball, real quick too, Dennis Allen, one of the best defensive coordinators yes. in the sport for a long, long time. Like Dennis Allen is a fantastic coach, so it's not Absolutely. easy on either side of the ball. And I, I also think that if you think they you sh- they should be expected to win, like I think that takes away from what an impressive win it would be. You know, if if you say you think they should be expected to win and all those things. Well, then afterwards, I don't know how much you can react to it because you thought it's, it's a game you thought that they should have won. It's like, yeah, all right. right. Uh-huh. I think if you if you paint it as what it is, which is a really hard game. I like big... set expectations lower. You're happier with it. Exactly. Yeah. So, but you are, look, again, I do think that, look, uh, losing Kamara, Armstead, and Ramchick is, is a big deal. Yep. But people are acting like because that happened, all of a sudden the Saints are a bad team. They're not. Well, and also, and I know they're tackles, so it's different. But the Eagles, uh, the Chargers were missing two of their offensive linemen. I'm pretty sure the Broncos ended up missing two of their offensive linemen. So, you know, this defensive line has gone against banged-up offensive lines and not dominated. Yeah, it's so, a great point. you know, point. it's not a lock that they're just going to so, r- run all over Simmons. a great point. Yeah, this defensive line has been very hit or miss this season. Yeah. And, and they needed to be hit against Simeon because they need to get to him. 215-592-9494. Let's go to New Mexico and talk to our buddy David. Hello, sir. Gentlemen, how are we? What up, man? Man, so good. Look, man, Sean Payton gets on my nerves. Mm. I didn't like him. I agree with you. I respect him as a coach. I respect him as a coach. Like I hate him. I will do anything at any time during a football game. I'm talking about an onside kick, a a, a fake field goal. He will pull out all the stops if he thinks that that's necessary. But Elliot, to your point, Miles Sanders is probably a good key to this game. My key to the game is Dallas Goddard. Okay. I I need to find out how healthy he is. That cheap shot he took last week. I find out how that's going to affect him. Plus, he's got an extension. People seem to play different when that when, when that wallet is a little fatter. So, I need to know if he's going to stay as focused as he is. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to win this game tomorrow, not because I'm expecting them to win, but because he's done it before. Jalen is not intimidated by this team. Agreed. He's beaten this team. In fact, the last time they beat him, they were at full strength. So, But the Eagles have not shown a propensity to take advantage of the breaks that we get in uh, in a lineup. Um, we've had breaks all this season with guys being out, key guys being hurt, key guys not playing, and we haven't been able to take advantage of, of, of many of them. So I'm not expecting that. They need to run the ball. This game is on the defense, all right? This game is on the defense. They have to set the tone. They have to get out there and be aggressive. They have to try to get turnovers, and they need to pressure these quarterbacks and this running game because they're missing a lot of weapons. So if the defense can come out there and do that and they run the ball, they should win this game. I'm not saying there's, it's a guarantee, but they should win this game. Jalen is a leader, and, what he's, if, and if he gives a chance to uh, get out there and do what he needs to do, he's beaten this team before. So fear is not a factor. David, great call. And, look, I, I love the positivity. And I, I, what do you think about him saying this game's on the defense? Yeah, we, so I that's actually, an interesting thought because we've talked a lot about Hurts and a lot about, you know, going up against, you know, this number one rush defense and all yeah. that. What do you think about the idea of, of spinning it around and putting it on the defense? I, I, I agree. I mean, look, I, I, maybe it's because I have more confidence in Jalen and Nick Sirianni than I do Jonathan Gannon. But 
I, I think the offense is going to be fine. I think they're going to run the ball. I think they're probably going to get into the 20s points-wise. I mean, so I think the offense will be productive. The question is, and Jonathan Gannon's done it all year, but where I agree with, with, with David is this is an offense where because of the injuries, like, you shouldn't be giving up more than 23 points. I think you can, get, you can hold this offense to in the teens, and they've done that against, you know, Trevor Simeon is better than Sam Darnold in my opinion, but he's in that class of quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in a, a Darnold, a uh, – what are their quarterbacks they beat up on? Jared Goff. Sure, like, Matt Ryan. Like, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. better than, than Simeon, but he, – He was. I mean, you know, he's better now still, but he's not – Matt, Matt Ryan's, Ryan's not a top twenty. No, he's not, right but he's still better yeah. than Simeon. Agreed, yes, but he, but Simeon's much more in that category than obviously, you know, the Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes type. type Simeon guy. is to the thing we were talking. Simeon is the definition of of you can win a game or two with this guy as your quarterback. You are not winning any Correct. games because of him. So I do think that we talk about expectations, right? I do think now, despite the fact Sean Payton's the the, the coach, like I think. Gannon and this defense should be expected to hold this offense under 20 points. I, I think that they can do that. They've shown they're capable of doing it. And so I, I think there is more pressure on Gannon than the offensive coach. Let's go to Westchester and talk to Enzo. What up, buddy? Yo, James. Elliot, how are you today? What up, man? How you doing? I'm awesome. When I heard the Bob Marley coming back from the break, I was even in a better mood. <laughs> Me too, pal. Me too, man. That, that's the beauty of Bob. So I have not been this excited this year. I've been down all year on the birds, like mm-hmm. really down all year. And I don't think you're alone in week. that. No, I'm definitely not alone. Yeah. This is the first week that I actually feel good about the birds, and I'm hoping they pull it off. Love it. Because I'm like the other callers. If they don't, I don't see any point of the playoffs because we got we got to pull it off, bottom line. My main reason for my call was I heard somebody earlier, and it bothered me. And it was Wade, and he mm-hmm. calls all the time with, with Howie. And I just don't get it because he hasn't drafted much talent. It's about talent. The guy does not know talent. He doesn't know player personnel. He has no idea of what it takes in that locker room, putting players together, the culture, et cetera, et cetera. And, James, you said it to him back. This guy's literally just breeding. All these years, all he's been doing is pulling the wool over people's eyes to keep well, his job, and that's fine. Hold on, Elliot. Yep, he's been ahead. breeding the, the nephew, his nephew, not really his blood nephew, but Julian, bringing him along, doing everything right by the father, Jeff. And that's my position on that. And I don't understand why people want to give him credit so quick. Last night, Julian wanted to give him this credit too because he got lucky in the draft. A lot of general managers get lucky in the draft. Well, hold on, Enzo. Let but me, let me respond to some of this done. real quick. You can't just take everything he's done in an accomplishment and call it luck and then say the misses are because of a lack of talent. Like you say he doesn't know how to put, the, to put a team together. He's literally put together a Super Bowl winning team. Like, literally. Now, you can say he's not done it on a consistent track record, but it's really hard to win Super Bowls consistently, right? In terms of adding talent to the roster, we just went over the 2018 draft, which was a very good draft. Now, 2019's not looking so good, right? But this team is not devoid of talent. Devontae Smith looks like it was a hit. When Howie's had top 10 picks, he's hit on those picks to, to a large extent, right? So is Howie Roseman a perfect general manager? No, but if they win tomorrow and they're on the path to the playoffs, there is absolutely no reason how he shouldn't get credit for that. He put together this roster, right? So uh, we'll see what happens. But if they make the playoffs, if they win tomorrow, you know, and even if they don't, like I, I think that uh, this roster looks promising moving forward. Look, I hope we win too. You're just missing my point. It's the whole thing, the whole picture. It's not about picking some players this year and we got lucky again, so to speak. It's not about that. He did pick some good players. Yes, they're doing good. That is to his credit. I agree. But you but just said he can't evaluate talent. I don't think that's true. He cannot. I, I strongly believe he can't evaluate talent. You think Devontae Smith is that. talented? 
Yes, he's talented. Okay, well, he, he drafted Devontae Smith. There's evaluating talent right there. All like, right, so then let's look at the talent that he didn't draft, if you want to go down that road. Do you want to do that? Like, Sure, let me on. guess. Look DK Metcalf, Justin, Justin Jefferson. We get it. He's missed on picks before. Every general manager has. I'm not I'm not saying he's a fantastic yeah, drafter, right. but so when you've won a like Super Bowl, you can't tell me he can't evaluate talent. Well, you just compared him to every other general manager out there because other general managers pick talent and miss on talent too. The one thing other general managers aren't doing is the whole charade behind the scenes. He, he's not what – a team is he just doesn't bring it and I can't find the words I'm looking for. I'm just frustrated yeah, with look, the whole if you, look, if you want to talk I'm with you, buddy. Look, good call. Yeah, the other thing general managers aren't out there doing is winning Super Bowls and making the playoffs. Look, I, like, yeah. You know, if you want to talk big picture, then big picture, Howie's resume is right there with everybody else. Now, this changes, right? Like earlier in the year it looked ugly. It does not look as ugly as it did earlier in the year now. So we shall see. But this idea that Howie can't evaluate talent or that he's a terrible general manager, it's it's just not true. I you know, love you, buddy. I love you too, pal. Yeah. I like that. I would let someone else fight with you about it. Yeah. Look, I, I, you know, I think that you can say that that you don't believe in Howie Roseman as a general manager. I think he's a good general manager without saying he didn't. He's never done anything right. Can't do anything right yeah. because that's stupid and silly. He has done things right. There are certain look. He has hit on picks and he has missed on picks. Like it's about the the cum of it all, the 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 total of it all. When you take everything into account, how he works with others, all the all these factors, what is he? What does it come out to? And it's someone that I don't want as the general manager of the Eagles, but I do think that that you know, I do think that it is fair to say that some people sometimes take it a little too far and say like, you know, make make these grandiose statements. Like Howie Roseman, you're right, is not the worst general manager in football. Like there's one in New York right now. We yeah, know, David Gettleman is in the division. Worst? There's two worst. Yeah. yeah. So so I do think that it is. We can. Somewhat go a little too far with it, but I still don't want Howie Roseman as the general manager of the Philadelphia I also Eagles. think when it comes to Howie, like, you have to be willing to change your mind. Like, I, the first XE number of years of Howie's career, I thought he was a really bad general manager. I used to say they will never win with Howie as GM. Then they won a Super Bowl, right? And I've changed my mind on Howie. And I, you know, I know you feel very strongly about Howie, but I also know you're willing to change your mind if things turn. And there's new evidence. I'm willing to change my mind about anything. Yes, exactly. And that's all I'm saying about Howie is like, yes, he missed on Justin Jefferson, the DK Metcalf pick. I get all that stuff. But if you could go to every team and point out really bad misses, like Justin Jefferson wasn't the number one pick in the draft. Like a lot of teams passed on him. Yeah. It's just it's worse. I agree it's worse. I get it though. I know your point. Two one five five nine two. 94, 94, one more segment to go for us. Robbie E. Robell is coming up after that. And let me tell you one more time that one of the things I love the most about our part sportsbook app is that it's not just about the teams and only picking teams when you place your bets. They offer lots of action and so many different ways to bet on individual player performances. It makes watching the game that much more exciting in football. You can bet on player player passing and rushing yards, bet on who scores touchdowns and hoops, points, rebounds, assists, hockey. You can bet on goal scores. And so much more, plus with the live in-game betting and the wildly popular same-game parlays, which are a blast. The Park Sportsbook app is custom-made for you, and that's why it's the only one that we here at Go Birds recommend. And like I always tell you, it's just more fun having action on these games. We're going to watch football all day tomorrow. We're going to watch football today. We're going to watch hoops tonight. And when you got a little action on one of the teams, you're just more invested. It is more fun to watch. And you can win a little money, too. It is a win, win, win. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, make your first bet risk-free on your favorite player or a player you're watching or, or bet on any game. Download the app and get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk, your first bet risk-free. It is refunded in site credit. The Park Sportsbook app, the website has all the terms and conditions.
It's Go Birds Radio presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Love this right here. Agreed. Yeah. Well done, Marsha Kravitz, on the ones and twos. All right, let's get as many calls in as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to Philly and talk to Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne. Dwayne! Yo, hey, guys. There you go, buddy. How are hey, you? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, Elliot, listen, man. Listen, I know you get a lot of slack. I know people call and pick on you, dude. But listen, I got a lot of love for you. I love this. That, I do, too, Dwayne, for what it's worth. I appreciate I'm with that. you right there, pal. And, and, and at some point, you know, uh, you, you're not, you, you two guys have such a great show. I really would love to hear you guys just say maybe four hours, maybe. Uh, yeah, so, beautiful, yeah. We really you, you know, that would be great. That. But listen, as, as far as Sunday's concerned, I mean, the, we're giving the Saints just a little bit too much credit. Mm. And I understand I'm listening to John and, and Richie, he just kind of distracted my thoughts for the whole week. The way he <laughs> Richie was very feel, pro Saints this week. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. he was. And the way he made me feel, he made me agree with Joe. Mm. Like I, I, I almost passed out. I was like, <laughs> I agree with Joe. Really? Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's I a mean, tough it was, one when that has to happen. I'm with you. It, it, it is. It is. It is rough. But listen, and I know the defense hasn't really kind of showed anything as far as that we should really just believe this line is going to do something. But this game is going to be one of the trenches. Yeah. There's absolutely. We have to win this game in the trenches. And this, uh, I'm a huge Jalen Hurts guy, and I mean, I believe in this kid. When you look at this young man, this dude is 20, what, 22, 23 years old. He is way, way, way beyond his years, his intelligence, and just the way he handles himself. I really feel like he's just going to work. He's just going to outwork everybody else. And this is, what, this is what's going to make him well, be a top. I'm telling you, listen, yep. he's going to be a top 10 guy. He, Dwayne, I think your point about the work ethic is why I would never count that out that he could get there. Because, because he, you're right. He is, he is going to put as much work as one could possibly put into that. I think Jalen has two characteristics that really help him for the game tomorrow. One, he's yeah. not afraid of the big stage, and two, he's yeah. very smart with the football. So going against a good defense, I don't think they're going to trick him into bad decisions. Exactly. And James, just and just so you know, James, I didn't forget about you. Listen, dude. I mean, you're, we share the same age. You're the the way you are as a human being, dude. You're a great guy, wow, and that. I mean, a, and a great producer. Thanks, so listen, man. I'm a I'm a W I'm a WIP guy. I Thanks, listen man. every day, all day. You know what I mean? This is my first time calling the show, so I definitely wow, want to be appreciate call more I definitely often. want to you be a regular job. caller. Yes. Yes, Dwayne, Dwayne from Northeast, you, you are a regular. Dwayne from Northeast is a regular. Dwayne, really great call, man. Thank you. Oh, uh, man, thank you, guys. You guys yeah. have a good one. Though. And thank you, you for too. the kind word. That was so not I'm like blushing over here. Yeah, really well, nice. look. I mean, people always call and they say nice things about you. So, But I, I, I do think... Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I just thought of that, and I think it's a good, it's, a, it is a good point. Like this defense is not going to trick Jalen into making bad throws. Like you look at what he does, he takes care of the football, and he does not take negative plays. So going against a really good defense, like that's an excellent skill to have because I don't think he's going to throw, you know, two interceptions. I don't think he's going to take bad sacks. Now the offense might struggle to move, but I don't think they'll be behind the sticks often because of Jalen. All right, let's go to the caller who triggers other callers the most of any caller on the entire station right now. I To the people who hate him, I'm sorry. To the people who love him, here Very he is. You're welcome, Mr. Mad Mike in KOP. What if I start calling you Mad Michael? It might, like, throw uh, you off whatever. a little bit. Actually, Maybe take I've, some I've, of the mystique away. Mad I've Michael, renou- how are you? Well, on WIP. I've, re- I've renounced the Mad Mike name. I, some uh, it's too late for that, man. Yeah, you, 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 that's not your choice, pal. <laughs> anyway, um... 
So here's my thing. I'm never, ever, 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 ever going to change my mind on Howie Roseman. <laughs> ever, Shocking. ever, ever, ever. Well, you then there's why? really no point in talking to you. Yeah, no, you know why? Because They are who like, we thought they were. You, you're like, oh, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf. How about the entire 2017 NFL draft? All of that. Every one of them stunk. And, and I hate this narrative now that the 2018 draft was a complete success because Josh Sweat is nowhere to be found since he's gotten his contract. But he was a good pick in the fourth round. Oh, yeah, because he's not doing anything. He got a bunch of money and it doesn't do anything. And Avante Maddox just signed, and he's middling at best. And, I think he's a good you know, slot. I think corner. he's one of the better slot corners in the and league. Dallas he's Goddard, just a slot corner. You just gotta Dallas Goddard what he can't is. stay healthy to save his life. How many and, games is okay? Look, you're just taking obviously to no surprise I'm, the I'm, negative I'm, spin on all these guys, right? Like, but I'm I'm being honest. I feel no, like but you're not being playing. honest. You're you're doing it from a negative perspective, right? Like, but it's Josh a, it's Sweat a as a fourth. No, no, no. But Josh, Josh, no, Sweat, I think it's not that. I mean, Avante Maddox has been a very good slot corner. Yeah, like, Josh that, Sweat is a good pick in the fourth he's, round. He's okay this year. Like, no, Avante Maddox has good. been very good this year, Mike. Like, you're flat out wrong about that. Right, like, we're gonna talk facts. Like, he's been great as a slot corner this year. He wasn't great last. Last year, he's been good this year. So, and this is my, I think we, I feel like people just boiled down Howie to just, oh, he missed on DK and Justin. There's a whole slew of screw-ups here that, that people like Elliot Shore Parks, Elliot Flip-Flopper Parks, especially. Well, but it's not flip-flopping. Like, I'm open to changing <laughs> no, my mind when new information hurts I, I do, all the time. I do think on a, a basic level, I think we should all be willing to change our minds right. about things. Well, like, I'm unwilling. I'm never – I'm this, I will die I'm shocked. I'm shocked, Mike. Well, I'm shocked. Mike, Mike, and Mike, you've I'm, done such a great job of, of changing it up along the way here. I'm not surprised. Well, but, yeah. Mike, and I, and I love you as a caller, and you're my guy, but if you're not going to change your mind, then your opinion on Hallie is officially invalid valid to me because you're not going to change no matter what I, I just want the day where Mike calls up and throws everyone off for once calls up and like you know well, he doesn't did that on give your us what he's expecting. It's true. On my birthday, that was good. But Mike, yeah, that's because I like you. I, I, oh, I, thanks, buddy. All yeah, kinds I'm of like, kindness I, my I, way today. But here's the thing. I just want to leave everybody with one other thing. Uh, mm. The MVP was not anything to be happy about. It was wow. such a loser thing. I'm oh so, my god, I'm so Mike, disappointed Mike, in this Mike. fan are you, are you, can't, you can't say you like me and then take a shot at me like a direct not, shot no, across my back. I'm not taking a shot at you. I'm taking a shot at the fan base for mm. like. Did you just say the MVP is a loser thing? I mean, think about. Is that what you said? <laughs> Mike, a pleasure, my friend. The MVP is a loser thing. Wow. Only losers win the MVP. We've had we've had three in my lifetime. Like, chill yeah. out, bro. Four. I mean, but I was young for Schmidt. I don't remember it. So, like, come on, chill. All right, bro. Chill. Yeah. Look, I think his analysis of the 2018 draft was was slanted negative. Yeah. Don't worry, audience. We will not end the show with him. Let's go to Wes Hepburn and talk to Chase. Hey, Chase. Go Birds Radio. What's going on, guys? What Chase, up, what up, man? You got to so, bring up your your following Mad Mike. So basically, just talk and everyone will love you. You don't need to do anything yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. So basically, guys, I think I found the attitude of this team, the mentality. You guys want to know what it is? Yeah. Our offensive line is gigantic, and we're going to throw you into the ground every play and run down your throat. Love it. And that's exactly the mentality I want going to. I think an expression that we could think is of big people beat up little people. Oh, is that the, is that the uh, oh, mentality chipper, of the team? Chipper. Yeah. 
every like every time I hear like this defense is so good, like it just fires me up because I know Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mailata, and Lane Johnson are just biting at their fingers trying to get ready to this, and that hypes me up as an offensive lineman. Yeah. Like if like run behind these guys, these guys are going to want to put on a show. Run behind them. Keep the do not because you think are threatened by how good their defense is. Do not start passing the ball like crazy. Trust me, Jalen Hurts. Pass it when you need to. Keep the balance. Keep the balance game plan going. But run the ball behind these guys. These guys are ready to go. Uh, Chase, I'm with you, and I think that you know, just be even if it doesn't work early, stick with it. Keep pounding it. Like just because the matchup says that that. You know, oh, you can't run the ball in the Saints. Well, guess what? You have the best run blocking line yeah, I, in the yeah. league, according to Ray Dinger and other people. Like, like do what you do best and maybe beat them at what they do best. Yep. Exactly. And, and one more point I wanted to point out um, about Howie. I'm with you guys. I mean, everyone just – he like, the wrongs he did and the things he misses, like 32 people didn't miss on Lamar Jackson. Like, we, right. we harp on these things so much. The dude brought us a Super Bowl. The dude is trying everything. Yeah, he created a mess, but look at him fixing it. He just signed three people that to a future to, to multi multi year deals. Like, can we just can we just re- like alleviate on this guy a little bit and trust what he has to do? He no, preach. not necessarily, preach, Chase. Preach, I appreciate preach. the call. Great call. No, preach. glad no, we, we had the show. On but that I, I do think. Look, I do think that, again. It's it's all about gradations. It's all about being willing to say, oh, you know what? Like, yeah, like it looks like that last draft was was pretty good. You know, but yeah. also. This other thing isn't. And this thing might be, it's yeah. all about being willing to to be real and be honest about it. And I do think that at sometimes to the to the point we were making before that sometimes people can go a little far with it. But again, you know I still want to hire Roseman fired, so I'm not sitting here being like, oh, wowie. So anyway, you let's see. Yeah. Let, let's see them win this game tomorrow, and then we can start to move this. What thing a week forward. this could be. Ha! Huh. Huh. It'll be in Christmas season next week. You know, it'll Did the show change your opinion at all? Are you still picking the Eagles to lose after you know the show or so I'll be honest, the show did change my opinion. But I probably, I guess, will still pick them to lose. Just, to, just to, so you're actually proving Mad Mike right and saying you're not willing. You're to right. Change. You know what? I, I'm going to pick them to win. Yes. There it is. We did it. I'm going to pick See, them. See, folks, be willing to change. Yes. Well done. That threw me off. Um, I'm going to pick them 27-20. Okay. I will say 24 to 20, which is funny okay. that you picked them even higher after I did. Just. Theme of the show. Change your mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you to Moshe Kravitz. Outstanding job behind the glass. Thank you to everyone who called into the show. We literally could not do it without you. And if you're on the line, we didn't get to him. So sorry. Try back next week. But I'm guessing Rob Ellis probably going to be talking to some Eagles, too. So stay on the line. Get to talk to a legend like Robbie E. So for Elliot, I'm James. Thanks for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.